It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Chucky G and Chucky G and Chucky G and Chucky G. Yeah, it's just me. This me this evening. And I have the lovely effervescent producer, Cheryl Knight. Good evening, Good evening Cheryl. Good evening. I'm sorry like you're that? all alone. I know. I was hoping oh, my friend no. Jess was going to come on. We don't know where Jess is. Hopefully everything's okay, though. Yes. So, you know, and if she's out there and listening... We'll, we'll, we can still get her in. We just, you know, we just have to work at it. So, yeah. but right now it's just me, me, myself, and I. All three of us are going to handle this like a true professional. And we'll talk about bad things. Well, I'll try not to talk about bad things. I cannot make any promises because it is me, Chucky G. So you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, how is life treating you, Cheryl? How's things going? They're good. Yes, they're, they're good. Um, good. Yeah, we saw a scary movie yesterday. <gasps> What, you saw The Conjuring 2, didn't you? We sure did. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Is, is it worth it? Is it worth the see it? It is. It's worth it. If you're okay. a fan, a horror fan. Yes. Of the horror, not slasher horror, horror, paranormal horror. Yes. You will, you will like the movie. It's. Okay. It's. It says based on a true story, which is which is true. It's based on a true story, but it's okay. not. It doesn't follow right. the facts. It's highly fictionalized, and and right. they do say a, a few things in there that really happen, and you know the you know characters are portrayed that were really there. Mm-hmm. Some were mm-hmm. not really there, but it, yeah. as an entertaining movie, I I recommend it. If you like the first Conjuring, you definitely like like the second one. I think. Uh, yeah. And it was I think it was scarier than the first one. Cool. Good. Um, uh, there are more jump scares uh, in this okay. one, um, but I liked the storyline. I thought it was interesting, and um, it was taken from a true case um, mm-hmm. in the UK. Right. So um, it, it's it's interesting because the the case took place in the 70s, um, mm-hmm. the Enfield yeah, Poltergeist, Poltergeist case. Right. So yeah. It, um, it was it, yeah, it's a good movie. I recommend it. Chad liked it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, right. that's another. Yeah, well, I, I find it funny up. when people get all mad about it. You know, it's like, okay, look, any movie you see is when oh. they say loosely based on, it's loosely it's, based on. Yeah, they're gonna take a basic <laughs> premise and they gotta build entertainment around it. It's entertainment. If you want a documentary, you get a documentary. That's different. So I don't, I don't expect it to be like a documentary. I expect no. it to be entertaining. No, no, no. yeah, it's it's so. it's it's fictionalized. It's entertaining. Um, I I recommend it if you're a fan of that genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing. It. I just I was gonna go see it like a couple nights ago. I'm like I gotta go. Oh, I can't do it. And I'm like I'll just go tonight. No, I can't go tonight. I have a show. Hello. So I'm like all right. Well, I'll, I'll get there uh, hopefully before it gets out of the theater because mm-hmm. I do want to see it. Because the last couple ones I went mm-hmm. to see, I didn't really feel too good about. It. I saw the boy. It okay. looked really cool. Got like three quarters of the way through, and I was like, that nah, was a stinker. This and one's then I better. went. And then I went to the forest. I was like all excited about the forest because, come okay. on, it's a Japanese haunted forest. I mean, right. it's creepy. I mean, my, how can you? Yeah, I've seen two movies so far about that that just didn't really impress me. Okay. I, I mean, didn't I, see that I one. mean, when Destination Truth went there, 
Yeah. That was cool. That yeah, was creepy. I saw that episode. Very, yes. Mm-hmm. And when they I saw, saw this one. come up and come down that spear, it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was cool. But other than that, mm, no, no, not so much. Not so much. So. Well, also, I just remember my son saw The Conjuring 2 last night, and, and he liked it. So oh, okay. That's three thumbs up. Three then. thumbs up so far. There you go. Out of three. All right. Uh, well, um, I got my business cards today. Uh, just so you Ooh. people know, if you want to go to the ChuckyGcommunity.com, it is a place where you can, um, you know, uh, connect with me as far as if you want to do like uh, uh, meditation enhancement, if you want to learn how to listen to your inner voice and how to follow your path in life better. Um, I am by no means a psychologist or any of the above accredited things. I feel though that. Because of everything I've gone through in my life up till now, I think I'm a pretty good subject to be speaking about certain things. So I put that with the um, uh, my psychic gifts and the things I've gone through together as a mishmash and the, what the spirits guide me to do. And it seems to work very good. I've helped a lot, a lot of people so far. So there's all sorts of different stuff on there, including like in the dark investigations, if you need an investigation. There's also the paranormal experience, which is uh, the journey of the soul, which is something I'm going to start doing events where I talk about how I came from where my life was one way, <laughs> where I'm totally a different person, and my life is another way. So, and I think that if if a little bit of that helps someone else in some way, and they can connect and go, "Oh my God, that that's me," or "That little bit is me," or "Yeah, I can relate to that," then uh, you know it's done its job. You know, so I, right. I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, if you want to go there. Just go to the ChuckyGcommunity.com and you can uh, you can send me an email and then we'll uh, we'll work out whatever. So um, I also have, of course, recently connected with the Sense of Shamadi down here, which is a, a yoga studio, a holistic and yoga studio. I talked about that last week when we were talking about um, uh, the the school that they're building and um, stuff like that. So I connected with Paul, who's a really nice guy, and and Terry, she's wonderful. So I'm going to be doing a uh, lead meditation in August over there, and I'm also going to be doing some workshops. So cool. So that's where my life's going. Besides, of course, working retail, which never ends. <laughs> never, never ends. Fun stuff. So other than that, um, that's really about it. Um, let's let's roll right into the the, the news, if you don't mind, please. All right. Let's... All right. Just when you thought the world couldn't get any weirder. It's time for our news of the strange. <laughs> All right. I got some really interesting ones for you this evening. Sure. I hope you're ready for this one. I'm ready. The, the first one is live grenade removed from the soldier's head. That is mm. correct. Live grenade removed from the soldier's head. This comes from uh, news.com.au. A Columbia soldier had been on patrol when he accidentally fired a grenade launcher at his own head. I don't really know how you could even possibly do that, because aren't grenade launchers pretty long? long I and would think so. I'm not really sure. So, the incident took place in the northeast city of Araku, Ar, 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 Aruka, Aruka, A-R-A-U-C-A. Am I saying that wrong? Araka. do not know. Aruka. I'll say Araka. Left the unfortunate soldier in a precarious position of having a live grenade embedded in the side of his skull. The emergency services deemed it too risky to transport him by helicopter, uh, duh. so they instead opted to take him on an eight-hour journey by ambulance to a military hospital. Due to the risk of an explosion, doctors set up a makeshift operating theater in the hospital's car's park, where they painstakingly removed the grenade in a highly <laughs> nerve-wracking operation. You think it would be a little nerve-wracking? I think so. Fortunately, yeah, I think so. Fortunately, however, the device was eventually removed, 
and the soldier's condition has been described as stable. He is expected to need four more operations to help rebuild his face, but soon eventually go on to make a full recovery. So I'm not, like I said, I don't know how you take a grenade launcher and shoot yourself in the head with it. I don't, I don't really understand that. Unless you have like, it was like, Maybe you had a metal plate in your head, and then you sent it out, and it was like, you know, like targeted to oh go to some metal or something. I don't know. I don't understand that. Okay. I've heard of really freak accidents, so not too surprised. Uh, things like that happen. Right. Yeah, evidently, they yeah, do. They do. <laughs> okay, here's another one for you: growing human organs inside pigs. That is correct. We are now growing organs for real inside pigs. This comes from the BBC.com. It is hoped that the technique will help to solve the worldwide shortage of human organs for transplants. While waiting lists for some organs stretch beyond years, a team of scientists at the University of California, Davis, are working to produce human pig embryos known as chimeras, which could one day be used to custom grow replacement organs using the recipient's own DNA. The process begins by using a technique known as CRISPR gene editing to remove the DNA from a pig embryo that would enable the fetus to grow a specific organ such as a pancreas. Okay. The genetic niche is then filled with human-induced, it's called IPS, human-induced pluripotent stem cells, which, if all those plans well, will eventually grow to an actual human organ within the body of the full-grown animal. Our hope is that the pig embryo will develop normally, but the pancreas will be made almost exclusive out of human cells and should be compatible with the patient for transplanting. All right, so the patient received the organ wouldn't even need to use immune suppressants. In other words, you know, when they put something odd in your body, you got to be able to get your body to accept it. So they wouldn't even have to use that. The organ would be an exact genetic copy of your liver, pancreas, whatever, but a much younger and healthier version. Uh, the research, however, has not been without a degree of controversy. This is the interesting part. With some researchers warning that the pig, making a pig more human could represent significant ethical concerns. There are even claims that some of the human organs could migrate to the animal's brain. We think there is a very low potential for a human brain to grow, but this is something we will be investigating, said Ross. So... I'm thinking, what, are they talking like the pig's going to become more human and be able to think and be smart? Or are they saying that if they're growing like a liver in the embryo that a brain could grow to? That would be really creepy. I, I don't, I, my brain is <laughs> know, kind of like, uh, uh, uh. playing different scenarios. But, I mean, I think it sounds like a good thing. It could be a good thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, if it, if it, like, if it can grow... If it can grow organs that that, that that you know the body won't reject, right. and put it in there, I think that's great. Yeah. But you know, you know, if the pig's gonna get like turned into like half pig, half human, then oh, <laughs> it's gonna be a bit. That would probably be strange. Yeah, you see, like the pig walking <laughs> down the street. Doo, yeah. doo, 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 doo. Hey, how you doing there, Arnold? I'm fine. How are you? Right. I don't know. That's <laughs> me. Um, okay, so the last one is kind of like a tidbits of stuff. I, I might have talked about this a long time ago on the show, but I just thought it was cool. Um, you know, where do where does our thoughts physically exist? Okay, We've talked about this in several different ways in the show, but I just thought it was interesting because they have like little categories. This comes from epochtimes.com. Okay, so philosophers have wondered for ages how mind and matter relate to each other, and the modern physics is chiming in on a debate. Here's a look at a few theories about where or in what way our thoughts physically exist. Okay, 
Number one is the new news fear related to the internet. Okay, a Jesuit priest by the name of Telhard de Chardin, and he's also a paleontologist, wrote of a conceptual noon sphere in the first half of the 20th century. He predicted that a future stage of humanity's developing a membrane containing our collective thoughts and experiences would envelop the world. In the phenomena of man, he wrote, it is not like some great body which is being born with its limbs, its nervous system, its perceptive organs, its memory, the body and fact of the great living. Okay, so the thing which had come to fully it says, things which have come to full, fulfill the ambitions aroused in the reflective being by the newly acquired consciousness. So they're saying that the Internet could be a new consciousness for humans, like an electronic consciousness. I think that's kind of, I don't see how that would work, because um, they say the, the Internet could be considered a realm in which our collective consciousness exists. Hmm. So, I mean, what do you think about it? Do you think that's, I mean, because it's usually, I don't understand how you could put emotion or, or your real thought into the internet. I mean, I can see you typing in your thoughts and feelings and stuff, but mm -hmm. it, is that the same? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. What do you think? Artificial intelligence. I don't know. I We actually had a, a, a fictional short story we published years ago in Paranormal Underground Magazine, and can't remember what issue or what the title was, but it played with this type of scenario where everyone, um, I guess, uploaded their, their consciousness into a computer or, mm. you know, this maybe internet type thing. And right. because they, that's how society evolved. And then there was these, these rebels, this faction that, that was against it because that took away humanity. It took away, you know, the, I, I don't I guess the true spiritual being, mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. And so they were fighting against, you know, having to comply with this type of uploading of your spirit or brain or whatever into the computer. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, hey, I, <laughs> I don't know. In a thousand years. Uh, what's this world coming to? Oh, right, so sooner. I don't know. Yeah, really. <laughs> so the second one was uh, thought exists in other physical dimensions. Now, we've talked about this so many times. Uh, Bernard Carr, professor of mathematics and astronomy at Queen Mary University of London, says our consciousness interacts with other dimensions. Albert Einstein stated that there are at least four dimensions. The fourth dimension is time or space-time since Einstein said space and time cannot be separated. Carr reasons that our physical sensors only show us a three-dimensional universe, though there are actually at least four dimensions. What exists in the higher dimensions are entities we cannot touch with our physical sensors. He said that such entities must still have a type of space in which to exist. The only non-physical entities in the universe of which we have any experiences are mental ones, and the exist of paranormal phenomena suggests that mental entities have to exist in some sort of space. Now that I kind of get. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we're talking about, you know, we leave our bodies and we're still, we, we still exist in some form of energy. So, right. I, I thought that was pretty true. Okay, so the third one was, our thoughts transcend time. Okay, so this is kind of interesting. Dean Radden, PhD, has done studies to show our thoughts may have an effect on physical reality. They talk about that with the dream weave through Native American beliefs. But it may not be in the present or future as we expect. It is possible that our thoughts in the future affect our past reality. I think we and Karen were talking about this. Mm -hmm. She had brought this up. Um, he is the chief scientist at the Institute of Noetic Sciences, a nonprofit organization founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell and dedicated to conscious research. 
Uh, he is also an adjunct facility in the Department of Psychology at Sonoma State University, and he has held appointments at Princeton University and other places as well. He has tested the ability of human intention to affect physical reality using a random num number generator. We talked about this, the RNG. Mm -hmm. He's not only, not only the scientist who has used an RNG to test mind-matter interaction, but he is unique in his focus on the ability of future intention to affect the past. Now, I find it interesting that things you do in the future would affect the past. Because when we talk about movies and such, they always say, I'm going back in the past. Mm -hmm. And they're like saying, okay, don't mess with me in the past because then, <laughs> you know, you could not be born in the future. Right. So this is like the opposite, the opposite version of it, I guess. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I suppose because, you know, it's funny because, you know, past, present, future, everybody says they're all the same, blah, blah, blah. blah. I mean, you can really get into it right. in an esoteric way that just, I don't, I, you lost me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have to have some kind of basis for <laughs> where I live and how I live. So, I mean, you know, you start taking that away. I'm like, what, do I, what am I really even doing? I don't even need to go to work. I could just not go to work because really it's all the same. But then, you know, the bill collector seemed to find me in this reality we're living in now. I don't understand how. <laughs> How I could does escape that keep to happening? The future. I, don't I don't know. If I could just escape to the past or the future, I'd be fine. But that's not working. So no. Um, so no, the, no. and the last one was um, they call it vast realm between particles. Uh, Stanford University professor Emerist William A. Tiller hypothesizes that our thoughts have a physical effect on a new level of substance, which appears to be functioning in a physical vacuum. Mm -hmm. The empty space between the fundamental electrical particles that make up our normal electron, electric atoms and molecules. He says he's been able to measure this invisible substance, but only when it interacts with the substance we can conventionally measure. The interaction seems to occur when spurred by a human intention, suggests our thoughts physic physically exist in this realm. So... Um, there you go. There's a whole bunch of different like places where our little thoughts and brains exist. A lot of heavy thinking going on there, Chuck. Yeah, I know. It's like I start reading it and I'm like, okay, I just got to keep it simplistic so I can <laughs> tell the news to someone else. Because <laughs> right. I'm like going, this guy's saying this thing. This guy's saying this thing. It's like, but you know, we don't know who's right and who's wrong when we... Yeah. And it's funny because people go, well, when I pass on, I'll know what's going on. So I tell you, well, because you'll remember. Uh, how do you like my question is this is my age-old mm -hmm. question when I pass away and I pass to the other side well I remember it's me well I remember that I just died well I remember all the people I was just that well I remember I was just having this conversation right now saying gee well I remember that I'm on the other side now for and for how long will I remember before that's taken away because maybe I have to come back as another physical entity or do you know do pieces split off like people say so part of me will always be Chuck and I'll be floating around going ah Chuck you know and another part of me will be going right. back going I'm now Fernando or hell I could be Betty for all I know so you know it's I, just I think you remember to a certain point and when you come back again you you don't remember well most people don't remember from right. what I understand some people do remember things um, but I think for the most part you don't because you need to start anew. You need mm. to s start learning again. And so you can't take that with you consciously. You know, it stinks because I want to remember <laughs> just for that mo moment go, I know. Oh, this is what makes sense. Then they, can, then, they, then they come up like men in black and go, look at the little thing. <laughs> there you go. Like, yeah, thanks uh, a lot. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot. lot. Who am I? What am I doing here? Um, so, I don't know. Real quick, before you introduce our awesome yes. guest for tonight, I just want to say, since I brought The Conjuring 2 up earlier, 
Have yes. you seen it? Yesterday. We did interview a guy lying Playfair of the Society for Psychical Research right here on Paranormal Underground back in 2012. Really? And, and if, uh, the reason why I mention this is because Guy Lyon Playfair worked with um, Maurice Grossman. Did I get his name right? Was it Maurice? Maurice Gross. Okay. Um, both from the Society for Psychical Research there in the UK on the Enfield Poltergeist case, which is what The Conjuring 2 was based on loosely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So if you want to listen to Guy Lyon Playfair on our radio show here on Paranormal Underground Radio, go to um, podbean.com, search Paranormal mm-hmm. Underground Radio, go to our, let's see, it's, de- it's dated, what is it, July 19th, 2012, and you can listen to our interview with him uh, back then, and he talks about the case and what happened, what his opinions are about what caused the activity there, and it's pretty interesting. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and by the way, well, we have we have a few minutes there still. What did you think of the ghosts of Shepherdstown? Is it Shepherdstown or Shepherdsville? Shepherdstown. It's Shepherd something. Uh, yeah, with uh, with Nick, Nick Roth, Roth, and I mean, come on, that's I, uh, a really cool premise. I personally liked it uh, for the fact that they're investigating multiple locations, multiple ti- times in a single town. That's okay. that's they say having increased paranormal activity to the point where they're afraid people are just going to start leaving the city yeah or town it's inundated. Or i mean the guy had like stacks of, and it's interesting yeah. that the town the police the town and the police themselves called these people and said look we don't even know what to do anymore we got like thousands of cases we need to take care of the ones we actually could see and you know here but it's getting to the point where people are just freaking out they don't want to be in their homes or in their workplaces right. and yeah. Right. I, I, I enjoy the show. I thought, okay, if the police department really did call in a paranormal team yes. to investigate, yes. that's probably pu- maybe, I don't know, it seems unprecedented to me. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. it happens more behind the, you know, not in the public like this, but right. this is like, you know, a, a six series TV show, right? Yeah, I know. So I the, and you saw, yeah. Did you see all like the stuff coming up, all the, like the poltergeist activity and the one like, oh, I cannot... I cannot yes. wait to see the rest of this. So, yeah. but I, I thought that was a cool, interesting idea to show that you know, I mean, mm-hmm. why is this stuff escalating all of a sudden? And they're trying to figure it out. I, I kind of I like I like the idea. So yeah, definitely. They they were already putting connections to history in the town together, which I found fascinating, and I can't wait to see what else happens. There what you go. what uh, was that on Destination America? I'm trying to remember. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was Destination America. Okay. So, okay, so check it out. And, and tonight, of course, we, we cannot go, you know, to break before we say who's coming on because, I mean, it's Marie D. Jones and she's been on here like, what, uh, uh, at least a billion times, right? Somewhere at least there. once. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> once, a billion. She was on my show, In the Dark Radio. There you go. I brought her on with the science, P-S-I, and uh, books she wrote about, like, uh, you know, other dimensions and uh, quantum physics, you know, all the stuff that kind of melds my brain and drips outside my head. But it was very interesting. She's written about, uh, I don't know, I'll just say again, uh, probably a billion books. <laughs> out there. Um, but she's really awesome. She's a best-selling paranormal author, screenwriter, researcher, radio personality, public speaker. Um, and she has all these different different books, uh, just 
just a plethora of books. But I want to I want to try to talk to her about the ghosts, spirits, and hauntings. Am I being haunted? I I'm, she's co-author of that book and mm-hmm. um, UFOs and aliens. Is there anybody out there? Lost civilizations. There's a, we're just gonna start with the one and we'll just work to see how far we get because there's just a lot. So, but I'm looking forward to talk to her because she's always very very nice and very very interesting. And you know she's also screenwriting and they're going to talk about uh, an upcoming feature film that I think is being worked on right now. So we'll we'll t- touch that too. But I guess right now we can go to break, and then um, we'll, we'll be coming back with our lovely guests. So you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on MixLR. This is your host, Chucky G, and we shall be right back. Hey, great T-shirt. I've heard of that place. It's really supposed to be haunted. You wear such cool T-shirts. You must have been, what, to every haunted spot in the country? Well, not really. I'm a member of HauntedShirtClub.com. I get a great T-shirt from a different haunted place every month along with an info card with photos and stories and more. I can hardly wait to open it every month. Wow, I have to check that out. HauntedShirtClub.com, right? Yep, that's it. My name is Daryl E. Berry Jr., longtime practitioner, researcher, and explorer of things metaphysical, mystical, and cutting edge, and founder and director of Next Density, a research, education, and development effort for personal and thus global progress, transformation, and development. My current and upcoming books include Travel Far, Classes on A Course in Miracles, and Next Density. For my books and other writings, videos, interviews, public talks, and workshops, and to schedule for consultations, classes, and courses, visit DarylEBerryJr.com or NextDensity.org. Next Density. Change yourself. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com, or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. (laughs) 
So, you're looking for the best in paranormal radio. Well, you just found it. Right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we'll, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well. So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. Well, hello. Hopefully there is someone out there listening to this wonderful show called Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. <laughs> I said that fast, didn't I? This is your host, Chucky G. It's me, myself, and I, Chucky G, Chucky G, and <gasps> Chucky G. So we are now back. We are going to be with our wonderful, wonderful guest, Marie D. Jones. She is, of course, like I said before, she's a paranormal author, screenwriter, researcher, radio personality, public speaker, and she can handle a camera on a computer, can't you, Marie? Welcome. Uh, yes, but I demand that you call me DJ Marie if you're going to be. DJ Marie and Chucky e. G. Oh, I like that. This I know. Awesome. It's got a rhythm yeah. to it. Right. All right, DJ. Totally. So, we want to talk on air. What happened to your camera? Before we get into anything else, okay. what you can't visually so, see. So what <laughs> um, I actually had a webcam, too. You know, an external one. I ended up throwing it away. So, uh, the last book that I wrote was called is called Mind Wars, A History of Mind Control, Surveillance, and Social Engineering by the okay. Government, Media, and Secret Societies. So, uh, during the writing of Mind Wars, some strange things happened. And that often happens when I'm writing a book. Um, but one of them was that I had, you know, the internal web camera. Right. And you know how if you, like, take a screenshot, you hear it click? You know, you hear that clicking noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, start clicking. Um, <gasps> different. Whenever I was sitting there, though. Sure. Yeah, and so at first I thought it was just like a malfunction because I thought, well, it can't be taking a picture of me. It's got to be taking a picture of my of my screen. Mm -hmm. And my son, who's like techno wizard, you know, can can uh, hack into <laughs> the Pentagon if he wanted to. Don't worry, NSA. He he hasn't tried. Um, he said, "Oh no, they can be taking pictures of." you and he said your cell phone can too and he said even when your cell phone is off um so he <laughs> he did a few things and uh i i have a couple of times this was gosh this is about a year ago mm -hmm. so a couple of times since i've actually taken the little thing off just to see mm -hmm. and i would hear some clicking again so i thought oh god what if he did didn't quite work i'm just going to keep it blocked off until I get my new computer and then I'll figure something out. But even on my uh, cell phone, I was hearing my camera go off. You know, it makes that sort of yeah. sound, whatever mm -hmm. that sound is. And uh, it was only when I was writing the book. So, and it, and it didn't happen on the book before that or the one before that. So I got really paranoid. And, and then uh, Larry Flaxman, who's the co-writer of this book, he works in cybersecurity. And he was scaring the crap out of me with all kinds of stories about how <laughs> how, how much under surveillance we really are, especially right. with our, you know when we're online and with yeah. our cell phones. And even mm -hmm. when our cell phone is off and we think, oh, we're, we're perfectly safe, we're not. So all of that led me to decide, um, plus I want to be mysterious. I don't yeah. want to be like, like, what's his name, Howard? <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, that, that made me really nervous because I thought, well, great. What are, how many pictures did they get before I even noticed it? That's really weird. Um, I mean, I, I didn't know about the cell phone thing. Like if, if your cell phone yeah. is like, are you talking if it's powered off? Even when they're off. I, I how? don't know. How do they do uh, that? Yeah. I, I, there is oh, some funny. technology and I don't know if it's every kind of smartphone or if it's just right. an Android or, or iPhone or whatever, but they have the means to continue to listen to your conversations. Um, even when your phone is off and a lot of times it's, it's, it's not even uh, uh, something that you would ever notice is on your phone. Like you can't go into your settings and find, you know, <laughs> Joe is listening to you. It, it, <laughs> applica- and I, and I wish Larry was, was here because he could explain it better. Mm-hmm. It's something that not a lot of people know about. And um, even if you wanted to try to disable it, really your only choice would be to not use that particular kind of phone. Yeah, I think it's so funny. Yeah, you know, we all want the latest and the newest of of whatever model is out there. And yet what we don't understand is those come with a price and it's less privacy. Yeah, well, like I work at a, a, a office depot and I do a lot of the, I do the tech work besides, well, yeah, I used to be okay, tech, so I used to be a tech guy, so no. I'm a manager now, but I used to be tech. And everybody, like, you'd be surprised how many, how many computers come in with tape on the camera. I mean, yeah. Here. No, you know, so I mean, good. what do you say to them? So is there something that you say to them? Like, well, don't worry about it, you know. But the thing is, is I also heard on the news that those, there are people that are doing that, just like, you know, pedophiles or mm-hmm. yeah. perverts. <laughs> Yeah, we, well, gosh, you see in all the horror movies when the thing's on, like on the, I was watching the TV show Scream, you know, and they had that, the thing was going on and they were watching the girls, guy was watching the girl from the other room like this. this is exactly, creepy. exactly. So, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so, so it really scared me. And there, there was another thing that happened that I think will make you laugh. Okay. Um, in the book, <laughs> we, we write about cults because one of the most, you know, pervasive forms of mind control obviously comes in cults. Correct. And we wrote about the Church of Scientology, and I kid you not, they sent me a really bizarre letter a few months ago saying, um, you know, we're responding to your inquiry to become a member, and we are going to start sending you, you know, it's like sending you information, and it had, they had my old address on there yet it still managed to come to the temporary address that i'm at and they had uh-huh. my real name which i do not use in public kind of scared me so now i'm on their mailing list and every month i get their flipping newsletter wow those people freak me out it's like a subtle way of making me aware that, that they're aware they <laughs> yeah, and I talked to a couple of friends that had written even much more scathing things, you know, right. actual books. One who did a, a, worked on a documentary, and they mm-hmm. said, oh, yeah. And he, they, they know and they keep track of the people that are, you know, giving them a bad name. So, And a lot of weird things have happened writing books about the paranormal, too. So it's kind of par for the course, I guess. So like when, so you got to be very careful about what, what you choose to write about them because, you know. Well, for the book that I'm doing now, is the worst. Okay, so okay. it's about the history of evil demons, the devil in particular. Sort of a uh, semi-academic take on how all these 
things originated and how they got to be what they are today. Mm-hmm. So a couple of people you might recognize names. David Weatherly. Mm, yes. <laughs> Rosemary <laughs> Guiley. Um, yeah. I think there was one other who warned me that when you start writing about this stuff, there will be a lot of craziness, especially with your technology. Honest to God, if that wasn't the dang truth, whenever I'm working on the book, my phone goes haywire. Whoever I'm talking to on a call, their voice will will sort of turn into this creepy, demonic, robotic sound. And I'm like, what the heck did you just do? Nothing, nothing. I'm sitting still. You know, your voice is all weird. Uh, my computer will not work. Things will get lost. Documents that I had on my desktop will disappear. So really? I don't know if it's just me <laughs> giving but- off weird energy, but... I think my next book will be about daisies and puppies. Okay? Because honestly, <laughs> what can hurt me? <laughs> right? That is. And puppies. <laughs> th- that's crazy. It's like, why? why? All right. So let's go a little further with that. And I was going to do. All right, Marie, tell me some more. Yeah, but no, I didn't want to. I didn't want to freak you out. Because so. you know what? I would have um, found out where you lived. <laughs> Come knock on my door. That was not funny. Um, no, so, no. Uh, all right. So, but I mean, why do you think that is? What? What? What do you think? Like if specifically to the book you're writing that you're working on now with the the demons. Okay. And all so why do you think Butterly, that is? David and uh, Rosemary both said if you write about the jinn, particularly, yes, which are the Middle East, it. yeah. Yes. And I thought, oh, that, well, you know, why, that's really interesting. Why would they, more so than any other entity or demon or what have you, manifestation of that negative energy, um, you know, why would they be more cranky? But apparently, a lot of people that have written about them have had a hard time. And I don't know. It, it because you know because as uh, Rosemary kind of put it, it's, it's an ancient evil. It's an ancient energy, yes. Yes. Uh, and maybe that makes it more powerful. And you know, David kind of warned me about things like black-eyed children, and mm-hmm. um, but the but the gin came up on both of their lips, and I thought, well, could you send me something about the gin, and I'll put it in the book. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it's really creepy. So wow. I, you know, that they must have the power, the ability to manifest in ways that other things can't. And it's yeah, well, because it aren't now. Let me. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought like the jinn is even older than the 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 the, the per- precursor to the devil and Satan. And- well, so here's what I'm learning. Okay. The concept of the devil came about because primitive humans began to see dualities. They saw, you know, night and day, mm-hmm. um, dark and light, uh, right. things that were, and, and then they began to interpret things as good and bad mm-hmm. and categorize them, right? Mm-hmm. Having a lot of prey, handy to eat is good. Having no prey is bad. Okay. Um, the Joe's tribe is good. Frank's tribe, you know, they're bad. Okay. So, so when you're in nature and you're seeing good and bad, you kind of deitize it. So that's where the concept of God originated from. The idea mm-hmm. that we have, you know, so much good things. We have bountiful prey and 
you know, the, the women in our tribe that were pregnant had successful births. There must be a, a power watching over us. Mm-hmm. So that kind of takes it off into the, the development of a God concept. Mm-hmm. Well, because we are dual, you know, we have this duality. Yeah. There has to be an opposite to that. There has to be something or someone responsible for, uh, you know, death and child in a childbirth or stillbirth or, um, not finding prey and having people starving or the storms and the natural disasters that they dealt with. So they perceived that as being bad, evil, and they had to give that a deity that was Mm -hmm. in charge of that. And that really is where the concept of the devil came from. The Christian version of Satan is really a fallen angel. You know, an angel is a good guy or, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, who, in this case, who had an incredible beauty and a very big ego <laughs> yes. and rebelled against the rules that were handed down to him. Mm-hmm. So there's always a really cool origin to all this. Now, the jinn are, you know, they're, they're ancient in that they date back, I guess, to like the, the Sumerians and, you know, the, the origins of the Middle Eastern people. Right. So they're actually far older in a lot of ways than some of the newer concepts that we have of demons. Right. But the jinn could also, they didn't necessarily have to be evil, mm-hmm. you know? But, but if they helped you, they did it at a price. Let's put it that way. Right. So, you know, it's like when they say sell your soul to the devil, you might get some really cool stuff out of that transaction, <laughs> but eventually... <laughs> You're going to pay for it in the end. Exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. It's kind of so, like yeah, the mafia. You know, you get a lot yeah. of good stuff, but then you owe, so... Right. Well, because the, the gin is basically, well, you know, they, they equate to a genie. A genie in the bottle. Exactly. A genie in the lamp, you know? But and it's funny how Disney can make it all right? purty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Careful what you wish for. Of, of being careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. There's a there, cautionary tale. Yep, and there's a really good horror movie based on that. I'm not talking about. There's one called The Wishmaster, which is a really creepy. But there's one that I found called Long Time Dead. It's a really good movie about a gin. And really? What, and, and yeah, and, and and it's 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 based in modern times. I think it was like either uh, uh, I don't know if it's British or Australian or whatever, but I mean, it's, it's totally like Americanized kind of a movie, but I mean, it's a really creepy, good movie about that. So yeah, if oh, you have a chance, you should check that out. Oh, it's really, yeah, it's really hard to find it. I, I found on, I got it on DVD. Um, but yeah, dig you it, can, huh? <laughs> yeah, very, very good. So, yeah, so that's interesting that you're writing that, that book, but why, why do you think that when you write something, it it, it it comes to fruition and it pertains to what you're writing about and it actually starts to happen to you. Well, what what do you really think that is? Question. It could be that the power of suggestion that mm-hmm. and and as skeptical as I am, you know, I, I when it comes to the paranormal, I tend to take a very skeptical bent because I'm the daughter of a scientist. I was raised that way. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I don't believe in this stuff. It just means that I require, you know, extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof and evidence, blah, blah, blah. Right. But having said that, I'm one of the most suggestible people you will ever meet. If you put me in a house that is allegedly haunted, I'll probably think I see or experience, you know, everything. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot sleep in the dark. I have to have a nightlight. And I've been that way since childhood. I have a lot of nightmares, always have. 
And I'm the kind of person, if I watch a horror movie, when I go home that night, I'm like, you know, shivering under the covers. So <laughs> I believe this stuff is there, and yet at the same time, there's that skeptical part of me. Right. So, so when you're writing about this stuff, to me, either I'm opening myself to it, mm-hmm. or it's opening itself to me. Right. Um, and like David and Rosemary were, were telling me, it's almost as though it, oh, one of them, and I forgot which one, might have been Rosemary, said don't. No, actually, it was a third person, and I, I can't remember who now, but it wasn't either of them. But somebody said, don't say the names of the demons, because one of the things that I'm writing in the book is a sort of A to Z, you know, uh, encyclopedic uh, list of mm-hmm. demons throughout history and uh, different geographical regions, what they call them and what they believe in different religions, different mythology, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, this person, and I wish I could remember who said, don't say their names, because when you do, it's like you're opening the door for them to come into your experience. And I thought, oh, right. hell no. <laughs> I will refer to them by numbers. <laughs> but see, and, here's, and here's why, and this is what's funny when you, when because you brought that up, and, I, and this is what I went in my thought process. Okay, I've seen TV shows where they're talking about the demon and they say the name. I've seen movies where they talk about Zozo and they say the name. I see, yeah, Zozo, whatever and stuff, you know? I see this. So, all right, everybody's already said the name like 50 million times, people. You know what I mean? It's like, are we really, if if aren't we just being redundant if we say it again? You know what I mean? If it's going to happen, shouldn't it have already happened? Because it's going to happen. It should have already happened. And I think a lot of it has to do with the person. I think that, you know, when it comes to the paranormal, whether you're talking about ghosts or UFOs or cryptids or anything, because I, I think the paranormal is an umbrella term for all of that, demons, I whatever. I agree. Yes. I think we, as the observers, and, and, you know, this gets in a little bit to quantum physics, but if we as the observer and the experiencer have so much more to do with the manifestation of these experiences than we think um i think we we are not only conduits we might also have a role in literally creating them you know whether it's via consciousness uh some kind of interaction between our physiology and the environment and that might explain why some people see things and others don't you could be standing right next to somebody and they see a an apparition and you don't because your physiology is a little bit different from theirs right Um, like a different channel a different yeah 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 Yeah. i think that's something that we need to look into more is what is human physiology and what do we the human aspect of this have to do with it and how much do we control it Yes. And that's, you know, that's an interesting thing to think about. Well, yeah, I mean, being a, a paranormal investigator, for one, um, I, I, I do agree with that wholeheartedly. I agree that um, there are so many factors in any kind of, let's just say, let's just call it a haunting. Okay, so in a haunting, there's a lot of factors. You have the environmental factors. I do believe that we live on uh, past our physical bodies. So you have that energy. Right. Then you have the energy of the human aspect who can be... Yes, one, the conduit, and two, can actually be 
thought processing what they think is happening due to the information they were given, due to the claims they heard, yes, due to absolutely. the research and history. So yes. like it's the same as when you talk about a tulpa, which is a thought form created by right. someone's mind. If someone can create a full entity that can then be broken off on their own and become its own its own being, why couldn't a smaller faction of that be put to your mind. You're adding to the environment. The, the environment's coming in. Your mind's coming in. The spirit world's coming in. It's all happening to create this uh, event that's happening. Right. That's exactly. how I look. That's how I look. And at imagine how a group of people doing that. Imagine yes. a collective. You know, and there have been some experiments, but the yes. collective creation of a tulpa has sure. so much more power than yes. an individual. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even though we're all human, we're all a little bit different. We have different blood chemical levels, hormone levels, um, mm -hmm. you know, pH balances, blood types. We eat different things. We take different pharmaceuticals. And mm -hmm. maybe those little tweaks uh, that are different are what allow you to experience something. But I can't. Right. You yeah, know, and, and, vice versa. Yeah, and it's funny because I wrote an article, okay? I wrote an article about, okay, we're going to go to this haunted location. Okay, nothing's ever happened at this location. Uh -huh. But the legends start. However they start, as they always start, there's a legend. It's about a yes. lady who, a with a, a lady with an axe that's chopping people up and you hear her screaming. Well, lady, somebody's wearing really black. Somebody put her in a pillow <laughs> or something. Perhaps. Yeah, you know. So all these, so they, they, the story comes out. Then all these people, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people are going to this area putting yep. the energy in, believing the story, and adding to the energy. So then eventually, when people start coming, things actually start to occur, just like the story. Even though, in the true fashion, there is no back history to this story, only exactly. the thought process and the legend. So now, we've created what? Is it a topa that is now its own entity and thinks and feels like this thought process or the story that was given out? I think that that's possible. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, absolutely. and then you, when people are going in and then they start investigating and then they add to it, and then, you know, that's how it just kind of snowballs. So, yeah, the I, I, I builds, totally agree. The belief builds, the thoughts build, you know, thoughts have an electrical impulse. And I mean, mm -hmm. you get enough people uh, talking and feeling and experiencing things and talking about that to others, it, it creates the very legend that you were faking. In the first place, and it's yes. like the collective consciousness at work, mm -hmm. and I and absolutely that's not only possible, but I, it's been done. I know a lot of paranormal groups that have actually fabricated stories, like you said, of mm -hmm. locations that were not haunted at all, mm -hmm. and people literally came when they came out and filled out these surveys, reported the very experiences that they were told they were going to encounter based on this fabrication. To me, right. that's absolutely fascinating that the power of su suggestion mm -hmm. can manifest actual physical experiences. Well, yeah, and I find it fascinating that our minds, um, uh, which, I mean, uh, being a psychic medium, I, I find my, my mind and, and, and my physical intelligence, and, you know, because I feel they're separate entities, but I find that it, it's, it's an amazing energy and power that we have within us. You know, yeah. and to, using it correctly can really go to some good pos positive use, not just, you know, all the great, you know, creepy stories and stuff, which I like those too, you know. But um, I do find that that's it's a very interesting um, uh, topic. I love this topic of discussion because I will tell you that for years the paranormal community refused 
to step out of that narrow-minded, uh, you know, desire to make this all external to us. That we yes. didn't have anything to do with it. But I think yeah. it's an interaction. We created mm-hmm. it, creates us, or we're working together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Internal and external, and that we actually have more uh, to do with it than we think. And yep. I, that's fascinating. That's even more paranormal to me than anything. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you like my thoughts. We're, we're untapped, you know. <laughs> yes, definitely. Mysteries, really. Definitely. All right, so it's, uh, oh, it's the top of the hour. I wanted to say it like that. The top of the, the hour. The top of the hour. <laughs> the top of the hour. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with me, the host, Chucky G, and my guest, GJ Marie. And we're going to be chatting some more about uh, some more books and some more thoughts and, you know, all sorts of whatever we come up with. We're just going to talk about it. So uh, right now you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. I'm MixLR. We're going to take a break, and we shall be right back. Hey, great T-shirt. I've heard of that place. It's really supposed to be haunted. You wear such cool T-shirts. You must have been, what, to every haunted spot in the country? Well, not really. I'm a member of HauntedShirtClub.com. I get a great t-shirt from a different haunted place every month, along with an info card with photos and stories and more. I can hardly wait to open it every month. Wow, I have to check that out. HauntedShirtClub.com, right? Yep, that's it. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer-lasting Energy Star light bulbs. They're more efficient than the old bulbs, like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. And they cut down on our energy costs. Because in our own groundbreaking age, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Hello, this is Nora and Ethan, and you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Good job, guys. We are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. I don't know why I just said it like that. We are back. So, (laughs) this is Chucky G with my wonderful guest, DJ Marie. That's right. That's what her name is for this evening. We're going to go with that. that. I love it, too. So, And we've been just chatting about, you know, I don't know, mind wars, devils, ghosts, all the fun <laughs> stuff in life. All the wonderful, happy stuff. So yeah, we're no. just going to continue in that vein. So let's talk about, um, well, let's go a little bit more into the, the spiritual world. The spirit world of spirits. Sorry. Spirits. I don't know what I'm well, saying. I like love that, that idea of, of can we manifest a ghost? Can we manifest mm-hmm. a person? You know, yes. how powerful have, are we? And 
my feeling is some people have are more powerful than others. Some people are better at perceiving entities or apparitions than others. It's almost like singing. Everybody can sing, but some people sing better than others. We all have a different gift, mm-hmm. uh, a different skill set. Um, but I think when you get a large group of people together, mm-hmm. if they can focus, and I think that's the problem is that most people can't focus. They're very yeah. distracted minds. Yeah. But imagine if they spent 24 hours really focusing on, you know, physically manifesting something happening in a room with a bunch of little objects laying around. I have mm-hmm. absolutely no doubt that they could do it. Yes, I, I, I totally agree. I, I think we're, you know, well, because, you know, this is what you need to write a book about, our brains and how we only use 10%. What's the other percentage? What are we doing with that, you know? because well, some I think, people only use a tenth of a tenth. <laughs> a tenth of a tenth? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I just got dumbed down right there. Yes, <laughs> dumb it down, dumb it down. <laughs> but, I mean, no, no I, I, yeah, I, I, I find that you. fascinating. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what we're capable of yet. We've only just begun. It's so funny. We spend so much time as humans wanting to explore the outside, the world outside of us. But we're still like the biggest mystery. Our brains, the mind, consciousness. Yes, Yes. the voice and in. The voice within, I like to, because I do. uh, What? I I talk about the voice within. (laughs) Our own, you know, our, 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 our ability oh, to our intuit, our yeah, our okay, intuition, you know, voices. Oh no, not the, not the crazy voices. No, um, <laughs> no, like the voice within, you know. And people go, well, how how can you just how can you how can you pick that voice out? So I said, and I've learned, I've heard this from other psychics too. But I go, okay, so say this is easy. Count one to ten in your head. You count one to ten. Okay, now count your do your alphabet. A through Z. They start doing, okay, now do them both at the same time. And I don't mean doing A, 1, B, 2, whatever. Do them exactly same. I can't do that. I go, well, sure. Everybody yeah. does it every day all the time. You'd be reading a book and all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to make dinner tonight. Oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, um, that is, now you're focusing on one thing, but other thoughts are coming through. Now, sometimes you go, oh, darn, I got to go back and read that part of the book again because I forgot where I was at. But yeah, eventually you get to the point where you you can read through or do whatever and still get those thoughts coming through and just and, and separate those and still understand those as well. That's yeah. how it is for a, a psychic, like someone like me, like when I start. Right. And then I can tell, okay, wait, that thought, that thought is nothing that I would think about. It's not even connected to me. Where did the thought right. come from? You can recognize that it's not right. something that exactly. resonates as being from you. Exactly. So then I, you know, if I'm talking with a particular person, I go, well, does this make sense to you? And they say, and then they go, oh my God, yeah. And I go, there you go. It's just, and you're, all you're doing is picking up on the energy of the person or frequency, maybe the energy of the, being, the frequency yeah. that they're connecting to. Exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's all about that. So yeah. I think that's really fascinating. You can even do that. That's crazy, you know. So. You know, I think people in general have a really hard time um, tuning into their own inner voice in terms of like their gun instinct or their intuition, whatever yes. you call it. Yes, that's and what you're so about. if they were to get a, a message for someone else, I, you know, they don't even trust their own voice. And I think with a lot of practice, you have to get to a place where you know this is oh this is my inner voice. This is not my ego. This is that intuitive voice within. This is a separate voice, you know. And I think a lot of people give up before ever perfecting that kind of skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, got to yeah. be dormant in all of us. I mean, if it, somebody, if one person can do it, I think we all have the ability. Yeah, everybody, 
Yeah. yeah, you know, you might have been born with a great skill for that, a great gift or talent, and I was born with something different. Um, but we probably all could build that skill, you know, strengthen it. Sure, you can. We sat down and took the time, and but you know, come on, we're all on our cell phones and Facebook, <laughs> and I'm guilty. <laughs> Oh my God, I like doing five things at once where mm-hmm. you don't hear anything because your brain is so scattered, mm-hmm. yeah. multitasking. And sure. So. Well, that's where, that's where meditation comes into play. Like I meditate every day. I take a lot of time off to do that. I, You're um, lucky. That's so uh, good. I mean, I do it every day. It's part of like I get up and have breakfast. I get up and med- I meditate. And lately I've been going outside and doing it out in, in, in nature and the, with the earth. That's and stuff. even I, better. Nobody I find it amazing. It's it's so it's so it's so connecting, you know, and it's called clear audience where you can clear when you can clearly hear um, the voice with from an end because everybody's everybody has intuition, everybody has uh, is right. sensitive and can do that. But yes, uh, because it, when you do that and you connect to that, then you're really finding the true path you're supposed to be doing. It's, it's like so many times we just go no no no, and you talk yourself logically out of. What your voice is telling you 100%, like, you know, when you meet someone and you go, I don't yeah. know, I don't feel right about this person. I don't even know them, but there's just something not right about them. But then, then they start talking to you and you're like, oh, they're fine. It's wonderful. And you just walk yourself right past those feelings. And then you, uh, like a year later or months later, you heard that they did something terrible or something. You're like, oh, my gosh, I knew it. I knew it. It's like, yeah, because knew, yeah. you knew you should have went with your first feeling, your first thought, your first Absolutely. inclination, because that yeah. is what it's all about. Exactly. It's like. You know, we call them red flags for a reason. Yes. Yes. You know, and they wave in our faces and, oh, no, no, I, I don't want, I'm denying that I see that. Right. And then you end up suffering in some way from right. ignoring so, those red flags, which really are like sort of pokes at mm-hmm. your, your yes. intuition. Hey, you know, yes. pay attention. Problem yep. here. <laughs> yep. and, and you can take, you can, you can, now what's, if here's the fascinating part, take that same thought process and turn it to something good. In other words, take it to be like, should I do this at my job today or should I just really go this path because it will probably handle it better and then you hear whatever and you do it, it goes a lot smoother. I'm not saying there's right. not going to be bumps in the road or your life's all perfect, but by doing these things and you start listening to these things, what, what should I be doing uh, today when I get off work? Should I really go for a walk? Should I do? No, you really, you really need to go for a walk. You need okay, to walk, fine. yeah. Yeah, exactly. you need to walk. You start doing all these different things, connecting to, to people around you and connecting to every situation that way, you'll find you are now on your path that you're supposed to be on. It's exactly. That, it's that doesn't simple. mean that negative things aren't, you know, it, bad things will still happen, but you're yeah. going to be a lot more on path. And I can, I can attest to that too, because not listening to my intuition or, or instinct, whatever you want to call it, Yes. I can document the ways that that has been a no-no. And I can also document the ways that listening to it has always been the right thing. Yes. It, it, and, you know, we, but people still hesitate. We have this default setting that yes. we just keep going back to. And that's habit. Well, yes. well the, the problem with that is that you have, you have three ways of uh, producing your thoughts. Okay, you have your brain, which is the muscle, and it got, it's like the it's, it's the guy in charge. Okay, move my arm this way, move my leg this way. Then you have your mind, which is everything you've been taught through life, right. through experience, through whoever's told you. <laughs> and you have your then you have your physical intelligence, which is your true self, 
that exactly. is all around you, you know, <laughs> as energy. And then yeah. if you were to start thinking with your heart and soul, as to say, hey, your heart and soul, that's an actual statement. Thinking with your heart and soul first and letting that thought and that feeling come forward first, then take it to your mind, then to your brain. If you do it in that fashion from bottom up, right, it actually works. Yeah. It really does work. You know, it's interesting in this day and age when we know so much more about science and physics and quantum physics, all of which tells us that everything is interconnected. It's all subtle energy. Um, and so knowing that, you would think that we would aspire to become more connected to each other via energy, you know, frequency signatures. But we're also fighting this uphill battle against that because we're mm -hmm. surrounded with technology yes. that distracts yes. us from our sort of natural setting. Sure. And, and so I, so if I meet a person and I can tell whether I resonate with them or not, I feel a good vibe or not. I mean, it's even entered our language. Yes. Um, but if I'm, if I meet somebody and I'm on my phone texting someone else, I'm going to miss those signals because they are subtle sometimes. Sure. You know, and I think that it's really sad that we are sacrificing our ability to really live, um, I don't know, more powerfully, more authentically, but not only yeah. that, but to avoid dangers. I can't tell yeah. you how many times I've heard people tell stories about, you know, like a 9-11. I, I knew a couple of people that were supposed to fly to New York or, or they were in New York and they were going to, I don't know, whatever. They were going to go into the building, and something told them not to. And I've heard that with fires. I've heard that with um, people saying I was going to drive down this particular street, thinking it would shorten my route, and there was a, a carjacking, you know? Mm -hmm. yep. it's, it's like listen to your instinct. Listen to your intuition. Yeah, well, it's and like of course, it's, listen it's, to it. The louder and clearer it'll get. Because I, yeah. I hear hear a lot of people say, well, I don't know if it's my ego or my intuition. And that's, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, how, okay, so how would you tell somebody how to discern between the two? That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Well, I would have to say that if you're, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're trying to analyze it and think about it, it's coming from above. It's coming from your mind and your brain, and that's your ego. Intellectually. If, yeah. Intellectually. If you, if you go, if someone says, hey, Chuck, you should do this, and the first thing I think is, I should probably not do that. That, that's my true self. That's my there true self. Go. Or I should do that. You know, I should or shouldn't. You know, I shouldn't say, yeah. oh, it's always no, you know. But it's, it's I, I call it first thought. That's the easiest way to explain it. My yeah. first thought has always been correct, always. When I go back and think about, you know, what, what did I really think about that when I first thought about, it? oh, my God, what the heck was I doing? And why you know didn't I, mean? I think, why didn't I listen right. to myself? Exactly. <laughs> and if you don't, and if you don't listen to your thoughts, for long enough, and I'll attest to this because my life just exploded a year ago. Um, if you just keep putting it off and saying, ah, whatever, ah, whatever, yeah. eventually the universe, whoever, whatever, will come around and just explode it in front of you and say, okay, no, we, you weren't yeah. listening. So you know what? Here you go. Now I got your attention. Now yeah, that's still I two have by your four attention. story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, you yeah. know, first so. the universe will hit you over the head with a two by four. Yeah, if you ignore I, that, you keep acting like an idiot, then you're going to get run over by a Mack truck. Sure. If well, it just makes, it makes ignore sense. that, then you're going to end up with a you know cancer diagnosis well, or some yeah, yeah. Uh, very traumatic thing. It's like listen the first time. Okay, it's like, take it's, two by four and listen. 
true. It's like having a, it's like I equate to this. Here's a boiler and it's got a meter on it. And that boiler shows you how hot the boiler's getting. Okay. <laughs> now you can either look at the meter and keep an eye on it and know when it's, where it's going and go, okay, yeah, that's good. No, I got to open right. up the valve a little bit. Or you just ignore that meter till it gets around to that red area and oh. just goes kaboom. Yep. That's life. That's, that's life. That's what we do. In a nutshell. It's awful. Exactly. And I and you know people will say, oh well, what the heck does that have to do with anything paranormal? But the truth is, as much as we are distracted from our own uh, intuition and inner voice and instinct, I think we probably miss such a huge percentage of what's going on around us. It, it you know we perceive such a small part of reality because of our narrow-minded focus. Mm-hmm. So there could be things happening all around us. We're not even tuning into it. Um, right. And people say, well, you know, if one person sees a ghost here, one sees one there, aren't they everywhere? Because people have died everywhere. Maybe that is true. But we're not seeing that because we're so focused on the reality that's right in front of our faces, which is usually our technology <laughs> and our distractions and our our intellectual left brain mind thoughts that we never turn that off mm-hmm. and turn on the equipment within us that's needed to have a, a paranormal experience. It's true. It's, it's true. We walk around tunnel vision with little blinders on and we go through our lives. Now I have to work and I have to pay my bills and I have to eat right. and I have to go to the bathroom. I got to do this. It's like, it, you know what? It's you, right. I mean, do you think you were brought, do you think you were created or we were put here or however you want to verbiage it, do you think we're here as this in complex, spiritually, yeah. emotionally, knowledge-driven being? We are put down here to do that, to work just, in retail yeah, and, and seriously. Yeah. I mean, come on. I know, you know, but how come so many people are? It's it's sad because we're because we're ca- well, yeah, we're caught in that trap. We're caught in the. We're caught in the the, event, the eventuality of the, 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 we're caught in the the, the world that we've all created for ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah, the hamster yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. We I just keep agree. running, trying to get to it. So, but yeah, but see, right. you can do things like take the take twenty mm-hmm. minutes out every day and meditate. Take the yeah. time to connect to the planet and to things around you, and you will be amazed that when you then step out of that and go about your daily tasks. You will start to pay attention more. The blinders will start to come down. You will start to see things in a different way. And eventually, it will intertwine itself with your life on a daily basis when you're walking around not meditating, and it will make a difference. Exactly. It's like you alter your perception in one small way, and it opens up so much more to your experience. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So with that said, (laughs) let's talk about UFOs and aliens, shall we? Let's try that topic. Yeah, let's do that. So, favorite topic. I've been. I have been a UFO freak since I was like a toddler. (laughs) I don't know why, because I don't know how at that very young age I even knew uh, what they were. I I don't think I was abducted or anything when I was young. But um, my dad, who was a scientist, by the way, he was really obsessed with UFOs. And so when I was growing up, and I was a really young girl um we had a neighbor across the street who was like a ufo fanatic i mean like you know the extreme kind he was uh he was an artist my dad was the serious skeptical scientist and yet my dad you know 
my dad would have a lot of his colleagues over and they'd sit around the kitchen table and they'd talk about UFOs and, you know, here are scientists and, and, um, oceanographers, astronomers, astrophysicists, you know, they were all colleagues and you think they'd be talking about their work or gambling or whatever, but they're talking about UFOs. So I kind of grew up with that part of it, but also I remember loving to read from a very early age stories about aliens and going to Mars or spaceships or what have you. But I think it's an ingrained part of anybody who's curious to want to know when you look up in the sky, what's out there, you know? And as children were so open to, to asking that question and believing in the possibilities. So that stuck with me all my life. I worked with MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, for oh. about 15 years in L.A. Okay. and in San Diego a while back. I haven't um, done anything with them recently because I just I don't have the time Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that subject has always fascinated me. It's so big, it's so broad, it's so epic, you know, and, and it's just that question. It, well, I guess it's kind of like ghosts and, and that yeah, aspect of true. paranormal, too, because you want to know what happens when we die. Right, exactly. Um, or do we continue on? Mm-hmm. But UFOs, I always wished that I would have had a really close encounter <laughs> Although I will tell you, had I re- had actually had one, I probably would have been terrified. Would you? Would you been hiding somewhere? <laughs> I used to. I, I dreamed as a child. I would say, you know, you you dream several dreams a night, and I would say most of my dreams were about UFOs, uh-huh. about them coming or or landing, oh. or, you know, seeing them in the sky. And to this day, as an adult, you know, probably three or four times a week. So it's something that I just I'm in, really inherently drawn to. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you can't you can't think that uh, we're the only complex being out there. I mean, there's got to be yeah. them all over. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I understand that. And then, but then sometimes you'll, you'll talk, people will talk and say, okay, well, yeah, UFOs and aliens are two different things. Now they UFO, really are. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and they, but they say that a UFO can't be driven by an alien. Well, I don't. I think that aliens could be coming in here with the UFO ships. Why wouldn't that be so? Why would that be so weird? I mean, what? what why do you, not? Do you, yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like I don't. It's like I don't think that like every. It's just like every American's got a UFO and he's driving around going, "Ah, these people think I'm an alien. I'm just driving around my UFO." <laughs> It's just yeah, like I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's pull out of the garage to go for a fly, yeah. you know. I mean, I it has to be, don't you think? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't we? Would do we honestly? Are we so arrogant as human beings to think that in this massive universe, and now we're being, you know, we're having the discussion of parallel universes, mm-hmm. that we are the only ones. You know, we're the only uh, planet with life. The thing that's interesting, though, is that it is entirely possible that life on one of those other planets is something that we can't even imagine or comprehend because of our limited perspective of what life is. You know, we have animals and we have microbes and we have humans and, Mm -hmm. and then we have plants. But what if it was something that we just is not in the realm of our reality? And maybe we've seen it, but we didn't even recognize it. Or we right. can't perceive it because it's not in our reality. Yeah, it's not in our wheelhouse. We don't have nothing to base it on, so then we would not yeah, know. Yeah, no reference points. 
and mm-hmm. and there could be such a variety of life out there that it would be mind blowing. Right. Yep, and 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 it's funny because you could equate that back to uh, spirits uh, again or entities because you know when they say oh well it's a it's a it's an evil entity it's a demon or whatever what what if it's like an elemental. What if it's like a, a, exactly. a, a, a an alien that, uh, yeah, an extra, extra yeah. trust we don't know about, right? I mean. Yeah. Well, so, and I like thinking like uh, with ghosts. For so long, everybody's always referred to ghosts as the essence of a dead person or their spirit. And mm-hmm. now we're opening up that dialogue to the possibility that we're looking at uh, someone who's actually alive in an mm-hmm. alternate reality, a parallel universe, a parallel mm-hmm. timeline. Right. That we're looking at uh, imprinted memory in the form of energy. We're lo- you know, so there's like not just one type of ghost anymore. Yes, just one type of UFO or alien cryptid. You have beings. You have beasts that appear to be purely physical that live off in the woods, and then you have the cryptids that people report. It instantly appeared in front of me, and then it kind of flickered like a projected, you know motion mm-hmm. picture projector and then mm-hmm. it vanished it didn't like yeah. run off like a physical object would so we're talking about interdimensional entities and creatures it's opened up so much to whoa <laughs> there's there gonna yeah. be a whole lot of stuff out there yeah <laughs> and, I, and, I, and i agree 100 percent. you know it's, it's sort of like it could be like the guys from star trek they're just transporting and then not transporting and then transporting you never know you know um it's it's a very interesting thought process and the fact that if you go into like you talk about lost civilizations, written book, uh, lost civilizations, secrets of the past. When you look at like e- paintings from e- Egypt, from way, and they got pictures of like UFOs on there. They even had a picture I saw one where had a picture of like an atom bomb. I'm like, seriously, really? All this stuff is like, how does that even equate? I mean, how does you know, that? You'll happen? hear people say, "Well, look, look at our science fiction writers during the 1800s, how they envisioned things that are now." coming true, you know, technologies and and just space travel, that kind of thing. And it can be imagination, but (laughs) to go that far back Mm -hmm. from when it's actually a reality and have it be depicted in such detail really makes you wonder. You know, Mm -hmm. some of the glyphs that show what look like helmeted astronauts where not just where they have a helmet, but actually looks like the hose that connects the helmet to the suit. Yes. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> yep. Did they or have the hazmat guys back then or what? <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, and then you, yeah, and then you see some of these flying ships and somebody says, well, that could be a hot dog. Well, no, first of all, yeah. I don't think they had hot dogs in ancient Egypt. <laughs> but no, look, it's got what looks to be the propulsion system in the back and, you know, the, the, uh, the aerodynamics and that is... I, I like the word archaeo enigma. I love that word. And I actually stole that off of a Facebook group. Um, and they post a lot of pictures of um, ancient alien type, ancient astronaut images. You know, this was in the Mayan civilization. This was in Egypt. Look at, they're exam- almost exactly the same. How did they communicate with each other? Their imagery is exactly the same. Um, but yeah, a lot of those really bizarre images that. People and the problem is, is that we don't really know what they were drawing <laughs> or carving. Yeah, exactly. But we yeah. have to somehow find a way to interpret it, and it's very spooky when you have correlations with 
space, you know, modern spacesuits that really, what, probably didn't get developed until the 1950s? Or when did the space race begin? Uh, the 50s, uh, 50s and the 50s 60s. Yeah, so they were really looking ahead there. And then yep. you have to wonder too: Were they looking ahead? Were they remote viewing? Were they time travelers? Were they able to look into the future somehow? And well, these yeah, were visions. Well, it's true. And what, what do you know? What they're called? I, I can't get the, the the word in my head. When you find an item like a battery, but it was found like in in Egypt, like you know, thousands and thousands. It's like well, out of place. Yeah, we refer to them in. in uh, we wrote a book called Viral Mythology, and uh, I actually think in that Lost Civilization book too as archaeo enigmas. They're like archaeological okay. enigmas where yeah. you find something that is so out of time, so out of. Oh, they're also called OOPs, objects out of place. Yes. And OOTs. Yeah, oops Object or something. Like, yeah, that's what I was trying to it's think. An of. Oops. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, right. Oops. Yeah. Okay. Oops and oops. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know we have to all the, have all these scientific technological names. For well, of things. course we do. Oops and oops. Oops and um, oops. Yeah, it's like what the heck? <laughs> and so does that mean that people that they had their geniuses that were way ahead of their time, or were they handed this technology by a higher intelligence or civilization? Mm-hmm. What is up with that? So let's move right into because we're we got so much we have a little time left. I want to talk about um, Aurora. It's a science fiction feature film. Yes. Based on, so let's talk about that, shall we? It's now called Project Aurora. <laughs> oh, ooh, it sounds even cooler now. <laughs> I, I yeah, be, long before I became a nonfiction book writer. I was writing fiction and screenplays, and then I kind of got waylaid for a while, writing 14 nonfiction books. Um, and recently I have decided to go back into, excuse me, <clears throat> writing fiction, writing screenplays, and now I'm actually also producing. Aurora is a project that I wrote years ago, and I had teamed up with a producer-director, Bruce Lucas, at the time. Then we kind of lost touch. And we reconnected about a year ago and decided we're going to revamp the script. And we optioned it to Bright Frontier Films, and they are getting ready to put it into pre-production. And that's really exciting because it just goes to show that if you do something 10 years ago, it might actually come to fruition. <laughs> well, that's uh, awesome. But I love to write. So it's it, I can't tell you the plot, but it's that's okay. science fiction. But what I love to do... With fiction, you have the ability to take the things that interest you and expand on them in a way that you really can't do with nonfiction. So a lot of the the fictional or uh, film projects, I call them science faction. I love the combination of science fiction and actual theory or fact um, and combining the two into an entertaining story. So I have a lot of those types of properties. Awesome. It's fun. Well, you know, it's they, writing nonfiction, you've got to stick to the, you know, the rules. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Otherwise, you just, you're open to using your imagination and going wherever you want to go, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, you could theorize, you could speculate, but yeah, really yeah. Have, have some basis for it. But yeah, with fiction, true. I mean, you, you can just take it and run, you can go anywhere. Mm. And it's kind of well, fun to do that. If, if they need like a sh- uh, radio show host guy in the movie, you know? <gasps> Totally. I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the dude, man. I will my little cameo. <laughs> yeah, you will definitely have you have the voice for it for sure. There you go. I'm 
<laughs> I do really like that radio. Oh my God, they're landing on the earth right Does now. Does he have the look? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had a camera. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's okay. True. I am on Facebook. You see me. Come on. You know I'm a handsome man. I'm just teasing. There you go. But yeah, um, so that sounds cool. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. So, okay, so we're back to the next book you're doing is the, is the, the what's it called? Yeah, Give I me think the title. it's tentatively called The De- Demons, the cool. Devil, and Dark Angels. And it's, oh. it's the history. It's a little academic, but also, you know, entertaining. I also want to look at the demons and the devil in pop culture. My oh. gosh. There's oh, been yeah. tons of it. Um, yes. You know, Satanism, uh, the, the exorcisms, and just mm-hmm. every aspect of those subjects. Nice. Because people uh, are fascinated. I think people are really afraid, and they have a lot of fear. But when you start to look at where these things originated, it takes it takes away some of the fear and gives you an understanding of you know why we as dualistic creatures mm-hmm. created all of this stuff as well, dark. So- even Satanism has gotten its own like uh, rap that's not exactly. I know. You know do. what? Years, yeah, years ago I wrote a book called Science, um, P S I E N C E, and it was. I got that book. I got do that you? book. Okay, so I love that book. Somehow I got on the radar of a number of Satanists. I must have said something on a radio show and offended them, but I had a number of Satanists contact me and set me straight. There are different types of Satanists. Some of us, we don't do bad things. We're, we're hedonists. We like the pleasures of life. Um, some of us, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So they set me straight. Some of them were the nicest, uh, most compassionate people. They just enjoyed having a good time. <laughs> and then you have the ones that take it a little more extreme. And those are the ones that I, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with. But it really, you're correct. I mean, there's so much misunderstanding about all of this stuff. Um, so, you know, hopefully I'll get to shine the light on some of that. I also want to get into um, mythology and, you know, different types of dark spirits and mis- mm-hmm. mischievous spirits. And of course, you know, we got to talk about the paranormal and demons today in the modern day and what we know about them, what pop culture tells us about them. So it'll be interesting. It's kind of scary to write, but it's also really interesting. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any idea when this new book might be out? Um, you know, probably because it's such a big undertaking. Mm-hmm. I would say probably the beginning of 2017. Oh man, I got wait that long. All right. Well, I'm still writing it for for holy sakes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like twice the size of all the other books that I've ever written. Okay. And I'm used to a certain size, like workout now that my head just wraps around. So now it's like, oh, I've got to double that. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I hope to have a lot of contributions from a lot of the colleagues that I really admire. I have Mm -hmm. one gal, you know, writing about Ouija board. And um, David Weatherly wants to write about the blues culture and the association with the devil. I thought that was so fascinating. Yeah, Crossroads. Yeah. Yes. uh huh. Yeah, yeah Isn't I get that. that. Cool. Yeah. So we'll cool. see. <laughs> cool. Well, um, we're we're believe it or not, we're right there at the end of your visit. Wow. That but was I want like, you. Wow. 
I know. Well, I want you to. I want you to go ahead now. I want you to plug everything you have. I want you to shamelessly <laughs> promote yourself, top to bottom. So it's all up to you. There you go, DJ Marie. Go for it. Okay. Well, I can't list every book, but if you want to know about the books I've written, you can go to mariedjones.com. If you want to know about the film stuff, you can go to whereslucyproductions.com. All one word, named after my cat, Lucy. Whereslucyproductions.com. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere my son tells me I need to be. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> there you go. That's, hey, do you have, you said they just started like what, pre production for the movie. So we're talking a ways on that too. Though. I have no idea. Uh, I just go on set somewhere. I know, I, I think it might, some of it might be filmed in Canada because they have really good uh, film incentives and tax yes. laws. Yes, they do. But, yeah. Shot, shot, yeah. Uh, like a cool chair. Right, nothing goes wrong. Like I a, have a lot of things that are, you know, I have something um, at Sci-Fi Channel right now that I'm hoping that they will take. And it's UFO related. So, lots of stuff. Nice. Well, I, I was saying, do you, do you have like one of those cool chairs where you sit in and it says like your name on it when you're going on set? You know? No, I have a big, soft, comfortable office chair with a lot of padding. <laughs> Yeah, for all those billions of books you're written, you better. Well, because my button's always in the I chair. I was say, you have a source button in the world of writing. No kidding. You know, that's true, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure talking to you again, as usual. I have fun when I talk to you. I like talking. Well, I'll come back after the next book is out. We'll we'll do we'll do up some devil talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds that sounds That'll like that'll be definite. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Everything. I, I wish you, you luck in all your endeavors, as per usual. Oh, thank you so much. You guys take care. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go, folks. There you have it. DJ Marie, alias Marie D. Jones. Wasn't she wonderful, Cheryl? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That was awesome. I mean, there, there are so many intriguing topics. My mic was yes. up. Sorry. There That's are okay. so You're many talking. I got it. intriguing topics that Maria has written about. I mean, it's just fascinating, every single one of them. It just, yeah, love it. I love that lady. She's just so cool. <laughs> she just makes you just all chill. And it's like, let's talk about the billions of books you wrote. See, she even said, there's too many books. I can't even name them. <laughs> We just get on there and just whatever you'll find them. <laughs> but yeah, I was definitely an interesting, uh, interesting conversation of a lot of different. We we kind of was, we went the gambit on that tonight, didn't we? Yeah, definitely all over the paranormal field. Um, I'm looking forward to her next book, even though it sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read that book so bad. That's what I was like. When's it coming out? 2017. Yeah. I was like, oh man. She said, well, Chuck, it's a big book. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I just want to read it. Chuck, your your mask. What's his name in back of you? He's just scared the crap out of me. Oh, you mean uh, a V for Vendetta? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That mask oh, hanging off your bookcase. I just looked up and saw it, and I was, like, freaking out for a minute. There. I'm like, who's standing in back of Chuck? Yeah, it's V for Vendetta. It's all the yeah. stuff that I see that used to be my stuff I gave to my son, Matthew. Okay. And Rachel's got that mask, too. But, yeah, I love that movie, V for De Vendetta. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, uh, oh, it's funny because I was blocking. I was like, bam. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Ah. I got Got your creepy, uh, but was a Bettina behind you? Yes, okay. but Bettina's so sweet looking. I guess. What's next to Bettina yes. there, by the way? I can't see, but there's What's something between the bear and Bettina. What's in between? I can't. It's make... a it's a zombie raiders, a zombie uh, sitting uh, on top of a raider's helmet. 
Raiders football. You could only see it, folks. Yeah, and to the left of of, of Bear is Stay Puff Marshmallow. You see know, one that? of those little pops guys. <laughs> yep. And to the left yep. of him is a pops um, uh, Ecto One car oh. from Ghostbusters. Okay. Um, yeah. You have a, and then you have a globe with the Santa Claus hat. Is that a Santa Claus it hat? It is because it was on Darth Vader in the corner over there. It's oh. Actually, it's a Santa Claus Tennessee Volunteers hat. Oh. Yeah. And then okay. see Chad was uh, playing with a wizard's hat again. Yes, and he I put saw the, the wizard's hat on Darth Vader and took off the Tennessee Santa <laughs> Volunteer hat. So You have fun at your house, don't you? Oh, yeah. We there do silly go. stuff like that all the time. <laughs> so, um... Well, I suppose this is a time where we should talk a little business. Is there any business we need to talk about? Business, business. There's always business. Um, right. Yes, I'd like to um, uh, thank Marie D. Jones. Um, it was a great show. Uh, go buy her books. You will not regret it. You can go to Amazon.com. Look up Marie D. Jones. You'll find all of her books there. Of course, she gave her websites out here just a few minutes ago. Uh, next week on the show, the date will be June 23rd, we're welcoming, welcoming back Daryl E. Barry Jr. And yay. he is, yay, yay, he's the author, well he's written quite a few books, but most recently he just published a book. Um, it's in line with his, with the a, co a Course in Miracles in Practice series, book one. And it's called, I have it sitting here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick it up. It's called. He's another, he's another one that blows my mind too when he talks. He's, oh people. my goodness. What? What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, woo, forgive yeah. and be free, or forgiving people who believe the Earth is flat. What was that? Yes. That's interesting. And I, I just got in the mail, so I haven't read it yet. But um, he, he has written uh, other books on. Um, out of body experience. Yes, that's a good book. I read that one. Yeah. So also go to Amazon, look up uh, Daryl E. Berry Jr. You'll find his books there, and um, he'll be talking about this particular book. I'm sure we'll touch on some other things too. But he he always blows our minds. So get ready for a very, very thoughtful, interesting show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find what that book, what that whole title of that book means. I just don't really. Yeah, I can't explain it right now because I haven't read this yet. But uh, it sounds interesting. Well, I, I should be getting a copy in the mail, too, I believe that. You should be, because I think... I think so. I think he I said it was on its way the other day, so you should Nice, should awesome. Have uh, something to read. Maybe I can read some of it before you get... It's hard sometimes when, you know, you get the books from the authors, and you want to read it mm -hmm. before they get on, but it just... You run out of time. Yeah, I, yeah, that always happens. I so much time, and it's like, I, I'm sorry, but I didn't read your book, but I, I'm sure it would be wonderful, and tell me about it you know so that's right. when you gotta kind of yeah just kind of roll with it dig know? in find out what it's yeah. about there you go. Yeah. the dig back of the book there's a little paragraph on the back of daryl's new book it's called mm. or it's not called it says practicing a course in miracles is about how we apply it in our lives about how we think about everything from mm -hmm. the most minuscule to the most monumental of arenas nice that's what that says so that's okay. next week uh so come back and see us then and uh, week after, June 30th, uh, we will be talking to Patrick Keller, paranormal investigator and host of the Big Seance Podcast. Yeah, speaking of him, isn't he going to be like hosting the 300th show for us? Oh, how funny you bring that up. Uh, hmm. July 7th, we have our 300th episode special. Yes, that's correct. We've almost at 300 shows on Paranormal Underground Radio. Uh, we're really excited about it. Patrick is actually, we're going to turn the tables here. Patrick Keller is going to be the host that night, along with um, a secondary host, um, who we'll probably know by next week who that is. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be 
asking questions that our listeners send in. They're going to be asking mainly Chuck and Karen. Chad and I may be on there too. So you can ask anybody a question. But uh, uh, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be doing a a few things. Like we're going to be giving out some of our top 10 favorite book titles. Mm -hmm. We're going to be playing hopefully a few clips from our favorite guests over the years or guests who have uh, made a splash on the show. <laughs> yes. um, what else are we going to be doing? We're just going to be chatting about all sorts of paranormal goodness. So we're excited about that. Doing a little celebration. So nice. that should be a fun night. Do we get to be drunk while we're on? Or no? Nah. The, that's, that comes afterwards. That's after. Pop the, pop the things <laughs> with the champagne. <laughs> yeah, let's get it going. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, oh, little come sip on, here yeah. and there. It might not hurt, but yeah. All right, little, there yeah. You go. Um, so that's on July 7th. Mm-hmm. And then on July 14th, we have Karen Dahlman coming on. She's the author of the book called The Spirits of Ouija, Four Ooh. Decades of Communication. And Patrick Keller actually referred Karen Dahlman to us and says, uh, sh- he said she's a, she's a phenomenal guest. He's had her on like four times really? on his show. And okay. um, yeah, so it should be a really cool killer show. July nice. 14th. Well, eventually Patrick said I can come on his show, but he has other guests ahead of me, so I have to wait. Wait your turn, Chucky G. No one ever has me on their show. It's like, we don't want that <laughs> idiot on our show. Forget that guy. <laughs> well, I'm sure they would love to have you on their show. Yeah, it's, it's fun when you get to be on the other side because then, you know, yeah, it's, it you know, you're not asking questions of someone else. You get to kind of speak about what you want to speak about. So it's kind of nice, you know. Yeah, I'm going to do a little little quick promotion because Chad and I are going to be on a show. We don't do many shows, in fact. I can what? Only, yeah, I can only count a, yeah, a, a small handful of okay. show that I've ever done besides All our right. own here on Paranormal Underground. Uh, but even you guys got on a show. <laughs> what the heck? All right, go ahead. Continue. Yes, yes. This um, Is it this Sunday? Oh, my gosh. Let me make sure I have the right date. Yes, Sunday. This Sunday. 619. <gasps> Father's Day. Um, yeah, we're going to be on... Uh, Living Paranormal. Gosh, I got to even get the show name right. Living Paranormal. And um, Rob Henry and Rob Marie will be the on. Will be the hosts, I believe, that night. Um, I know. I know. Um, Rob Henry just emailed me, so we're going to be um, going from about. Let me look at the time he sent. Nine to eleven p.m. Eastern. So if you want to listen in, go to uh, Living Paranormal and. Um, I wish I had a website address, but I don't have it right here in front of me. Dang I'm it. sure you can Google it. Living Paranormal Radio. Facebook and I'll share it on my thing so people can get it. Oh, it's livingparanormal.com. <laughs> Pretty easy. <laughs> it's okay. very, very intricate, oh. folks. Write this down. Livingparanormal.com. All righty. All righty. Wow. Celebrities in the house. Woo-hoo. So that should be fun. I don't know. Nice. I mean... I, I've cool. never done, I've done f- like um, hobby type paranormal investigation and I've had personal experiences, but Chad's really the one ha- who's done organized paranormal investigation with a team. So mm-hmm. he's, he's got that side going for him. I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, I love talking about paranormal, so I'm sure it'll be a fun night. I think it'll be just fine. I think I'll have a good time. Oh yeah. I <laughs> see Chad's head just stuck up behind you. <laughs> what do you do? Freaked oh. me out. I saw like a, ha- a half a head and an eyeball. I thought he had his wizard's hat on again. No, he didn't. He didn't have his, no, he didn't have his right. hat on. And if you want yes. to check out the latest issue of Paranormal Underground Magazine, go to, did he see it? Go to yeah, it. paranormalunderground.net. There you go. Oh, by the way, did the website... Blah, 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 blah. All right, starting again. Did the man, wow. 
Did the website get fixed? It did. Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, let you know. Um, it was an SSL certificate problem, um, okay. and uh, GoDaddy um, took it down. They they misunderstand uh, misunderstood what I was asking for, and they took it. Actually, they canceled it. So it took the site down along with the SSL certificate. So if you go to the site for some reason, if you visited our site paranormalunderground.net, and you got no site you have yeah. to clean your cache because unless it clears itself you're going to get that same message because it's going to not have refreshed but okay. if you clear your cache or you go use use it on another browser you, you'll be able to get right to our site again he assures me that th that it should you know people's caches should clear every now and then so it won't be a problem but yeah uh, uh it's back up it's running i'm so relieved it scared me because <laughs> scared me. my my <laughs> new website is GoDaddy. it's it's hosted by through WordPress, but it's a GoDaddy website. So it's like, don't tell me that's going to happen to me. No, it should not happen to you. It was a misunder complete misunderstanding. So it's all good now. And we're back up. So go check us out. You can you can find the magazine there. You can find the radio schedule there for our upcoming guests. You can find out where to, where to listen to old shows on podcast. So, so check it out. So I wonder how my sis did tonight, not being on the show and all. You know, I kind of missed her. Yeah, yeah. Karen was doing a tour this week, wasn't she? A paranormal tour. Yeah. Yep. I, I said I just. Let's ask her next week. Yeah, we'll have to ask. That, that'd be good. Though. Extra topics, right there. Right there. We don't even have to do the news. We can just do that as a topic. Talk about the tours. Hey. That'd be good. So yeah, I mean, I had I had a fun time tonight. It was it's just it was a rousing time. <laughs> is that a word? Rousing time. It is. It is a. It word. was a rousing time. Yes, it's a very good word actually. I'm looking forward to this 300 show. Even though I wasn't really on for 300, I was probably on for about three. But I mean, no, well, we'll more on three. I mean, yeah. What? How long have you been on? I can't. I don't even know. I've lost track of time. When, when, well, it's January was a year. January, February, March, April, May, June. Almost a year, year and, a half. and a half. Almost. Yeah. Wow. Get out of town. That's so weird, <sighs> Chuck. It seems like yesterday. Oh. God. I know it just seems like the other day I was doing In the Dark Radio and trying to rush my guests because I only had like 15 minutes with them. Yeah. Okay, so tell me what you want. Okay, we're done. We have to go. Bye. <laughs> That's pretty much how the show was when you know, until I finally got some time thanks to you guys. But yeah, it was kind of like a, but it was still fun, you know, and then, oh, yeah. and then to come over here and do this when you guys honor me with my, my allowing me to be on this wonderful show. I, it's, it's awesome. I think it's great. Well, like Karen and I said a few weeks ago, we I, I don't I don't even think we ever expected to make it to ten shows, let alone three hundred. So <laughs> we're uh pretty pretty yeah, excited to that's crazy. still be around alive and kicking and I mean it's really worth it when you get to talk to awesome guests and pick their brain, learn new things. Yes. It's yes. just it makes it all worthwhile. It's, it's yeah, so and that's funny because so awesome. uh my uh was it uh, my one friend uh, Paul, he was Yes, because so how much do you get paid for doing this? Like, mm. I don't get paid for doing this. I would love to get paid for doing this, but we Which, don't. Get, uh, we so, don't. We none of us get paid for doing it. Um, so yeah, yeah. Get paid. It's just something fun to do, you know. So. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to you know to get paid. Uh, it would be awesome you, to get paid. You love to do, and hey, who's to say it won't ever happen? You never know. We just gotta get syndicated. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Go. go. Yeah, Ready, set, go. I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. How do, how would you how would you even do that? I don't even know how you do it. Well, you... we've we've oh. actually gotten contacted a couple of times over the years about that very thing, um, oh. but none of them were paid. 
it was just a hey do you want to do this to get your name out there kind of thing so it wasn't pay that wasn't even paying i mean i think you could probably approach people and see if you could work something out like that but uh, we haven't we we've never sought that we've we've gotten a couple of people to come to us never did work out but um mm. you know people a lot of people do that well, i think that would be a great idea we yeah. should, i think we should look into that because then i could pay to do this that'd be great i wouldn't have to work retail anymore come on <laughs> you know I, you can pay hey. me my piddly ways i get paid for retail and i do this <laughs> heck yeah me too. Heck yeah, yeah, and then you could then you could do it. Well, you'd have to probably do it more than you probably. Have to, well, would you still have to only do it once a week, or you think you'd have to do it more often? I, I don't know how that works either. So. I have no idea. I guess it depends on how often they they'd want to do. You know how often. They'd Come on, I think it'd be great to see uh, Karen in, in my face on the side of some bus, or you know, doing that. I could see that actually. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yes, I could. I think that would be cool. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, if you're out there and you're a financier or you have any idea how to do this, just contact us because we're ready. We are talented and we are ready. Come on, we, we have a full boat. We got a producer. What, what? All right, so you're the producer of the show. What will we? What, what do we label Chad? What is Chad? Chad's the, the co-producer. Co-producer. So we have producer, co-producer. Then we have the on-air talents. There you go. That's right. Well, actually, you're more on the producer though, but you're also the tech. You're the tech girl too. You know, you're tech girl. I, hey, thank you for that nickname, but I, everybody who's listened to the show for, for more than one time knows Let's that say I, no. the technical cap, my technical capabilities are uh, kind of subpar, but I try, mm -hmm. I, I, I keep trying. So, so you think, you think Chad would be more on the tech guy than you would be the tech girl? He's you, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I'd be the tech girl assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be the tech guy assistant. <laughs> Oh man! Yes, I got it. So yeah, okay. So there you go. We're just we're trying to facilitate the correct <laughs> verbiage. So when this thing comes to us and they say, "Hey, your show is so awesome, you guys are going worldwide," we're like, "Okay." So we, this is how it is, and we just tell them who we are and everything. So you know, because I'm just on into, I'm on air talent. That's it. All right, it's time to start the manifestation of this plan. All righty, there you go, man. I'm telling you, you man manifestations. I like that. Yeah, you have to manifest this stuff. I mean, and people go, oh, that that doesn't work. And I'm here to tell you, man, that it does work. But you really have to, you really have to put the. You have to it, work at it. It just doesn't go. fall in your lap, right? I mean, you got to do some things. Right. There's certain <laughs> things that, you know, you, I'm telling you right now, people, you can't manifest a million dollars. And you can manifest um, getting to a place where you could maybe make that much if that's truly what you want, which. Trust me, just because you'd have that wouldn't mean you'd be happy. But I, I would mm -hmm. be thrilled, but probably not happy. But um, but it's really needs versus wants. That's usually manifesting is usually how that works. It's, you know what you need versus what you want. So. Mm -hmm. so that's the way I look at it. No, oh, and, and I have a dog here. Maya's not by me, and I'm petting her. I saw her run running around earlier. She's she's the old behind dog behind you. Yeah, the old dog. So you know, it's the two old dogs right now. Oh. She's just looking at me saying, give me some love right now, Danny. Aww. So, um, yeah, I, I think it had a great show. It would be nice to have uh, Karen back next week, you know, so we can do what we do as a, 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 du as a duo. Yeah, it's a duo. Oh, Karen's so lively. It's just not the same without her, let's be honest. I mean, come on, who else can Burrell be? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you two got, I mean, you go together. I mean, yes. you know, one without the other, it's good. But when you're like together, it's... Like, like man, you guys make chocolates. me laugh. I tell you, <laughs> I'm telling you, I still think that chipmunk thing was the funniest thing ever. 
because it wasn't intentional. And we started talking, and it just got out of hand. And I was like, I just don't understand why you can't say that word. And I just found it to be humorous, and we just kind of kept going. And it was good. I think it was good. It was good on air fun. Well, I wasn't at that show. That's the only show that I've never done. That's the one with Carissa. Yes. Yeah, I missed oh, that. Oh, that's right. Oh, well, we're going to have to. All right. I have to find that. I really want to find that. It's important. Oh, I can listen to it on podcast. I just haven't yeah, yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I want to put this as part of like the montage that we're going to do for the 300th show. We should do that. You can, if you can, if you can give me the. the all right. Uh, I will find when it. it. When it happened, what time? Oh, what time? I'm going to give it to you. All right. Right, I'm you. sorry. I said. Oh. All right, whoa, wait a minute. That whoa, this is in the room. I am so sorry. Holy cow! I am so sorry. Oh, look at it's time to go already. Ah, one minute. Man, okay. Well, I don't have the times because you know, sure oh. I was type them in oh, the my, thing. See, the, my I'm slapping on my producer. So that's okay. Please. So I'll just I'll just talk with you for a minute. But basically, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Okay, and uh, we uh, come back on next Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, I can't say Pacific time, 8 p.m. Central time, I'm saying that word, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday nights from, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing we do here. We entertain, we give you knowledge, and slightly sometimes we, we, we get a little askew in what we do, but it's okay. It's all good. So you got to come back next week, MixLR, listen to us, Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. I swear Karen will be back next week. It'll be Chucky G and, and Karen Frazier. Until the next time, I bid you adieu. Thanks, everyone, for coming and listening, and we'll see you next week. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something paranormal.